There are lots of people out there who will tell us that we shouldn't be looking at pornography, but there aren't many people showing us how to finally break free of porn. Without a mentor, without a guide, it's easy to get stuck in hopelessness and shame. The Freedom to Love podcast is here to be your mentor and your guide. We want to provide you with practical strategies and techniques to live free of porn forever. Then you'll be free to experience the love you really desire. Welcome back to the Freedom to Love podcast. My name is Jeremy Rohr. I am the founder of Freedom to Love. Our mission here is to mentor young men to grow in the virtue of chastity and learn to live lives free of pornography. I'm excited today to have a special guest with me. My pastor, Father Brian Park, is joining us for a few podcast episodes here. A little bit about Father Brian. He was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas, attended Texas A&M University before becoming a NET missionary in 2003, served four years with NET, then entered the St. Paul Seminary to study for the priesthood. He was ordained a priest for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and joined the Companions of Christ in 2013. Father Brian was named the pastor of St. Michael Catholic Church and School in the summer of 2020, and prior to that, he served at St. Charles Borromeo and St. Anthony and Annunciation in South Minneapolis. So welcome, Father Brian. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. So, Father, a little context for what we do in this podcast is uh, our target audience is young men, primarily ages 18 to 29. Many times what a young man will find in, in their Christian journey is that they've committed to Jesus, they want to follow him, live life within the church, but they begin to identify areas of habitual sin in their life. Very common that maybe in early adolescence, they got into a habit maybe of indulging in masturbation, looking at pornography. Some of these different areas here that end up becoming, once they want to follow Jesus and, and begin to grow in their faith, they realize, hey, this isn't as easy as just deciding to not look at pornography or indulge in any type of habitual sin. So what I've been focusing on uh, within the podcast so far is four areas. The The first is understanding why we have these temptations, particularly in the area of sexual temptation, looking at the, the emotional connection with them and how when we're bored, lonely, angry, stressed, tired, that we're more vulnerable then learning why God gave us these desires so that we can begin to move towards them. And a lot of those are themes from the theology of the body and church teaching. Uh, but the fourth area, and this is what I want to focus on with you over the next few episodes, is this idea that as, as we grow in spiritual maturity, these battles become easier to overcome, to win, and as we grow in perfection, self-mastery. And so what I was hoping to do this episode was just start with a young man, again, that 18 to 29-year-old range is identified areas of habitual sin. What would be some of the advice you would give him in terms of engaging in a spiritual growth and becoming the, the man that God created him to be? Yeah. When I talk about this topic of spiritual growth, especially helping to overcome habitual sin, especially sins against the flesh, sins against chastity. 
I think it's good to attack it on two different fronts, okay. on both the natural and the supernatural front. So there, there are natural means to help us grow in virtue and holiness, and then there are supernatural means to help us grow in virtue and holiness. And so first, I would tell someone, if they're struggling with habitual sin, especially things like pornography, masturbation, I'd say, let's first look at your natural life. Tell me about your diet. Tell me about your exercise. There's a strong connection with all sins of the flesh. It's not just sins against chastity, but gluttony is a sin of the flesh. Just being sloth in terms of my physical activity is a sin against the flesh. And so when my flesh is weak in one area, it's probably going to be weak in another area. So I'll say, all right, are you getting exercise? No, I don't really ever exercise, Father. Okay, well, let's get you doing some exercise. Tell me about your diet. Oh, I just eat fast food and junk all the time. Okay, let's... (laughs) Let's start working on that. It's a very practical, natural thing to start working on diet, exercise. Another thing I'd say in the natural category is just accountability. That so many guys, and I talked in the confessional, I'll ask, do you have any accountability with this? Is there anyone besides me in the confessional? And of course, I can't say anything outside of the confessional. Is there anyone with whom you're sharing this struggle with? And I tell you what, oftentimes it's no. And that's because of, of course, fear and shame and those kind of things. But that's where like the group that we have here at at St. Michael, right? The reborn group, groups like that, these accountability groups for guys who struggle with sins against chastity is so important to have that just natural accountability to know that I'm not alone in this struggle and that there are brothers that can encourage me and support me. The last thing I'd say about in the natural category of growing in virtue is is service. Mm. The sins against the flesh, the sins against chastity are fundamentally acts of selfishness. And so it's interesting, St. John Paul II, he said that the opposite of love is not hate. He said the opposite of love is selfishness because love is to give of oneself and selfishness is just not to do that, is just to serve myself. And so a great way to begin to overcome, even on a natural level, sins against the flesh is to live a life of service. I'd ask a guy or anyone, you know, a young woman too, or any person, right, who is struggling with sins of the flesh, do you ever serve? Do you ever get outside of yourself? Do you ever give of your time to help others in just very practical ways? And so that's a very natural thing is just volunteering to help out is a great way to get outside of yourself, to serve, to help experience the the gift of selfless love, because that's what love is. So yeah, diet, exercise, accountability, and making sure there's some concrete acts of service in your life or some natural things I'd start with. Yeah, what do you see in young men that that you do talk to in this area? What what are some of the things that maybe keep them from this? You talked a little bit about shame. I tell guys that shame makes us want to hide. And a lot of times guys don't relate to the idea of shame, but I tell them, think of, are there any areas of your life that you just don't want people to know about? It's like, those are the areas where you experience shame. What practical encouragement would you give guys to get the courage to find an accountability partner, to find the right people to open up to about these challenges? When I talk to guys about accountability, I remind them that sin is like a fungus. Where does a fungus grow? It grows in the dark. But as soon as you shine a light on a fungus, it begins to shrivel up and die. The same thing, sin is like a fungus. It 
Where does the evil one want it to stay? In the dark, where nobody knows about it, or maybe just my priest in the confessional, which is good. We'll talk about confession later. But I find some guys almost use the confessional too as, what's the right word? It makes them think they're getting it out in the light because I bring to confession, which is good. I don't ever want to downplay confession, but it still remains secret because the confessional is this secret conversation between you, God, and the priest, of course. But having something outside of the confessional where I can bring the sin into the light is really huge to help shine that light on this, the fungus of my sin to help shrivel and die. Sitting next to Loyola in his rules for the discernment on the spirits in rule 13, he talks about when we experience temptation, one of the greatest things we can do is to quickly go to another person and share the fact that I'm being tempted right now. Because when I do that, it just cuts the temptation off right at the knees. If I'm experiencing a temptation to lust, to be able to, be able to, to call a brother, to text a brother and say, hey, could you pray for me right now? I'm really, I'm really feeling tempted. Man, that is so powerful to shine the light in that moment and with accountability. So yeah, that, I encourage guys. It's I'll say, guys, you will never be free from this sin without accountability. Yeah, that's great. Because I think it is one of the things that naturally the shame makes us want to hide. And the way you overcome that is simply allowing somebody into it. So I love that. You, you mentioned the other thing you talked about then are some of the, would you say, supernatural yep. ways to overcome these habitual sins? Yeah. And I think we'll talk some more about individuals in future podcasts, but just in general, the supernatural gifts the church has to offer, first and foremost, prayer. Yeah. <laughs> the life of faithful daily prayer, spending at least 15 minutes or so with just some silent prayer each day and trying to grow that prayer amount of prayer each day. Obviously, the Eucharist, staying close to the Eucharist in, of course, at Mass, but also through spending time in adoration. Going to confession. We'll talk more about confession in a future podcast and some tips I have about getting the most out of confession, how to grow and being a good penitent. But the sacrament of reconciliation is huge. The rosary, we talk about prayer, but specifically the rosary. I find the rosary such a powerful tool, a powerful weapon to help men grow in purity and chastity. I really believe this, that if a guy who's struggling with habitual sin, along with all these other things, the natural and the supernatural and the Eucharist confession, et cetera, but if the, the, the rosary is like the cherry on top, it's the icing on the cake. If I commit myself to a daily rosary, along with all these other tools, it, it's hard for habitual sin to continue when I'm doing all these natural and supernatural things and praying a daily rosary. At some point, the, the two just can't coexist. You're either going to stop praying the rosary or you're going to stop sinning, one of the two. And for someone that maybe hasn't prayed the rosary, didn't grow up, that was a part of their life, and what is it about it? I talk a little bit about Our Lady and why she's such a, a powerful advocate for us. Yeah, Mary is, she's the pure one. Mary never sinned. Sin never touched Mary. We just celebrated couple weeks ago, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, the truth of our faith that from the very moment of her conception in the womb of St. Anne, that sin never touched Mary. And so when I stay close to her, she is able to protect me through her intercession, through her prayer, and to draw me deeper into the heart of Jesus, her son. Now, of course, that's what Mary always wants to do. Mary's, pro Mary's number one goal 
is to draw people to her son, Jesus, because Jesus is the savior. He's the divine Lord. He's the healer. And she has this ability better than any human being in all of human history to help draw people to Jesus because of her purity, because of her love, because of her humility, because of her selflessness, how she gave of herself, how she suffered for the sake of her son with her son. So it's hard not to emphasize the importance of a strong Christ-centered devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary to help overcome habitual sins. Wonderful. Well, thank you. This is a, a great kickoff to our series. Again, can you just review real quick what the the natural and the supernatural areas were? Absolutely. So natural to grow in virtue, what's my exercise? What's my diet? Do I have accountability with other brothers in the faith? Am I taking some concrete time in my life to serve other people? Supernatural, daily prayer, daily rosary, the Eucharist, obviously every Sunday, daily mass when possible, frequent confession. And then I didn't mention this too, but, and this is both natural and supernatural, but study, right? As you mentioned, the theology of the body, something that was a huge thing for me and just to continue to grow in the virtue of chastity was studying the theology of the body and coming to learn more about what sexuality is all about and the goodness of sexuality and God's purpose for sexuality. That intellectual formation is really important too in, in growing in virtue and holiness. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Father Brian. We look forward to at least three more episodes, and hopefully you can join us on a regular basis. So, Thanks, Jeremy. Anyone, if you are inspired and want to learn more about Freedom to Love, please check out our website at freedomtolove.org, and we will talk to you soon. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share us with a friend. Until next time, remember what St. Paul wrote in his letter to the Galatians. Brothers, you were called for freedom. God bless.